Hi and welcome to a Better World at Food podcast. I am your host Marike Teunissen and in this five-part series I explore the latest projects on sustainability at VU Amsterdam. This podcast series is part of a Better World at VU project, which was launched in the summer of 2021. The main goal is to show projects that contribute to a more sustainable world, both near and far from VU Amsterdam. Projects that inspire, inform and motivate others that provoke thought and actions, projects that make a real difference. I've spoken to students and scholars who are shaping a sustainable future for you and me today. Episode 1. Why doctors should care about environmental change. In this episode, I talk to Philip Elders, Sarah Jurvi and Gabriel Capella, all former or current medical students here at VU Amsterdam. Together with their fellow students Lieke Nooy, Jip van Trommel, Eva van der Heide and Amber van Haaster, they call themselves the CO2 assistants. It is their goal to raise awareness of the impact of environmental change on our health. And that requires a radical change of the medical curriculum, they argue. Stay tuned to find out why. Uh, so, hi, welcome, Philip, Gabriel, and uh, Sarah. Um, to start off, what, what did we just listen to? Um, so, we were just listening to a fragment um, uh, where you hear people say, Red het klimaat, which uh, in Dutch means uh, save uh, the climate. Uh, and um, this was something that you could hear uh, on the 6th of November uh, in Amsterdam uh, at the Climate March. This is Gabrielle Capella, a 26-year-old medical student here at VU Amsterdam. She joined the CO2 assistance after attending a symposium organized by the group. She was always passionate about sustainability, also outside of her medical studies, such as by co-founding a social travel platform for sustainable travel. She is currently in the fifth year of her medical studies. Um, where I think 40,000 people were uh, walking from uh, the Dam Square to uh, Wester Park to protest uh, and uh, ask the uh, politicians to change, uh, uh, to change the policy in favor for, uh, for climate. Um, and um, we, as a CO2 assistant, uh, were uh, also um, present at the march. So I guess it's fair to say that you guys are all very uh, involved with the climate change uh, movement, uh, which also shows from your project uh, CO2 assistance, right? Uh, so can you tell me what this project uh, entails in a nutshell? In a nutshell. So the CO2 assistant uh, is a nameplay on uh, co-assistant. Uh, which is the Dutch name for uh, medical students that are in the hospital. Um, and as co-assistenten, we wanted to focus more on climate change and planetary health specifically. Um, so our project focuses on trying to get attention for planetary health in the medical curriculum. Um, and we do that by organizing uh, education for medical students and by uh, uh, advocating for this to be incorporated into the medical curriculum. This is Philip Elders, a 26-year-old VU graduate. He studied graduate entry medicine from 2017 until the autumn of 2021. 
During his study, he's always been interested in infectious diseases and the link with the environment. Currently, he's working as a doctor at the International Medicine Department in the Northwest Hospital in Alkmaar. So, uh, this uh, planetary health you're talking about, for our listeners that don't know what it is, can you explain? Yeah, so so planetary health is a relatively new concept. Um, so in the medical field, global health has been along for a long time, um, which uh, talks about uh, the, the health populations in a global context. Um, but there was an di- academic discussion that it, this wasn't enough because we don't look at the natural systems upon which our health depends. Mm-hmm. So planetary health is a new field that wants to uh, look at the human health impacts of our changing environment. Um, So what impact does climate change have on human health? What does biodiversity loss mean for our health? Uh, Pollution, air pollution, pollution of the seas, all these different factors that aren't incorporated into the the regular medical curriculum um, and that we don't think about a lot as medical doctors. And we think it's really important now that there's such a big change in our environment that we need to learn about this and know what impact do these changes have on our health. So that's what planetary health is about. And during your study uh, as a medical student, you've did a couple of interviews ships right you were you were a co-assistant yourself mm-hmm. um so what made you realize there that you wanted to do something about pl- uh, planetary health in the medical curriculum a difficult question um because planetary health isn't addressed at all in the medical curi- uh, curriculum so um i encountered it outside of medical school and i thought this was something that was really important that we needed to address and then during my medical studies there was no attention for this at all um but in my so in the, the medical rotations that I took in the different hospitals and the clinics, I noticed sometimes that there was uh, that climate change or environmental change was contributing to to the seas that we were seeing. What I also want to say is that the first day, the first day of our studies in our bachelors, we learned that preventing disease is better than treating diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that, yeah, if you look at that in that perspective, it's very important to. Um, know the health effects, the adverse health effects that climate change has, so we can act upon it. This is Sarah Jurfi, a 25-year-old VU graduate. She studied medicine from 2014 until the summer of 2021 and wrote her master thesis on sustainable healthcare. She founded the CO2 Assistance together with Philip, Lieke and Amber and is currently working as a doctor at the pediatrics department of the Sint Antonius Hospital in Utrecht. So can you give me some examples of uh, the health effects, health risk that climate change has? Yes, so um, the average temperature is rising and uh, therefore it's getting warmer. And when it's warmer, people, um, well, you probably know yourself, you sweat a lot in summer, you lose a lot of water. And people, for example, with already existing heart diseases, they already have a hard time pumping their blood through their bodies. the existing heart diseases can get worse and people die before they were even, yeah, would have died if it wouldn't have been a heat wave. Mm. Yeah. That's just one example. But also you see that the climate is changing um, overall um, because of the temperatures rising. The areas in which, for example, mosquitoes with malaria uh, exist do grow. So you have more mm. uh, mosquitoes and more people can get diseases through these kind of mosquitoes such as malaria uh, and die because of that and there's a whole bunch of diseases um, that 
yeah grow and so you guys are saying we need to be more aware of of these effects right of climate change on our health and uh, so you suggest we we um, um, combine this um, with the medical curriculum can you tell me how would that how would that look like um, so what we would ideally want is that uh, planetary health environmental change climate change is uh, addressed as a recurrent theme in all the different courses that we have um, so in the first year we could get, that, get an introduction into planetary health, public health, know um, what climate change is, what are the different planetary boundaries that we have on this planet, um, and also globally what are the impacts on our health. Mm. But then if you, for example, have a course on infectious diseases, we could cover vector-borne diseases and the different uh, epidemiology, so the distribution of these diseases and, and how climate change affects the, the distribution of these factors and how these the diseases are transmitted. Um, if you look at cardiovascular uh, uh, courses, we could look at the effects of air pollution, for example, on cardiovascular disease. The same for dementia, which is also uh, coupled to air pollution. So it, it's something that uh, covers all the different mm. big themes that we have have in our medical curriculum and it could be a recurrent theme that we learn about so, so what are the effects of our environment on our health um so uh what got, what are you guys doing to uh, actually make this happen now so we currently have a, a couple of initiatives that we're doing um so uh, in the first year um there is a course that uh, is focusing more on public health um, and we have arranged that we can give a lecture to all first year medical students about wh what is planetary health so an introduction to planetary health and this is the second year that we're uh, allowed to to give this lecture which is uh, which is really nice um, and then also uh, in the global health minor focusing on indonesia we have two different workshops that we give to these global health minor students which is a smaller group of students that, that chose this uh, minor of course uh, and then last year uh, we organized a master symposium for all the second year master students focusing on planetary health which was a full afternoon with different speakers um, um, from which we got some new members uh, like uh, Gabrielle, mm -hmm. which is really nice. Um, and we're hoping to, to discuss this with the masters, uh, coordinators to see what we could arrange this again for next year. Um, and but most importantly, we we'll want to make sure that this is something that uh, is a recurrent theme, as we said before. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to discuss it with the different coordinators of both the bachelor and master's degree and see whether this is something that we can integrate into the medical curriculum uh, in a sustainable fashion. Yeah, because now you, you guys are actually doing these things yourself, right? You're, you're giving yourselves th these lectures, uh, which is great, of course. But uh, eventually you want the, um, the uh, teachers to do this, right? So how uh, do you guys aim to make them do this? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, well, well we, we hope to inspire them with our lectures mm -hmm. and with uh, inspiring the other students so that the students also keep on asking uh, for more information about this theme. Uh, and uh, the Geneeskunde student, which is Dutch for the medical student, which is the uh, student organization of the Netherlands, did a big uh, survey amongst all medical students in the Netherlands. And they saw that more than 80% of all medical students want to learn more about climate change and health. So this is a theme that they think is important, but isn't addressed in the curriculum. But this survey shows that we want more information about this. So we see that, for example, the Ministry of Health, Welfare and Sports is now doing a, a survey amongst all medical schools, seeing how have they already integrated sustainability into the medical curriculum. 
Um, and we hope that this um, inspires the medical schools to, to integrate this into the curriculum. And I also think that um, the doctors uh, and the doctors of the future are the right people um, to um, spread the knowledge and uh, the knowledge about uh, planetary health um, with their patients and uh, with um people in, in society, um, because um, I think in general, uh, doctors are seen as a very uh, trusted source of information. And um, uh, in our uh, studies, we uh, spend a lot of time learning how to communicate with all different types of people, with uh, professionals, with uh, lay people. And um, um, we are basically trained in, in, uh, in teaching people about uh, healthcare. Um, so I think that with the right knowledge, we can teach uh, and teach the, the, the right things to, uh, to people. So what else can doctors do to make the healthcare system more sustainable? Well, as a doctor, you do a lot of research. For example, during your studies as well, you do your research internship mm -hmm. in which you write your thesis. And um, I wrote my thesis about um, making healthcare more sustainable. So, for example, my thesis was about um, reducing the carbon dioxide reduction of the hospital. And I took just one example, but um, <clears throat> my thesis about, was about uh, surgical head covers. So when you go into the OR, you um, have to wear a surgical head mm -hmm. cover um, for infection prevention. And the ones that are used in the entire Netherlands are disposable head covers made of plastic. Mm -hmm. So the Amsterdam UMC... Uh, designed a new dis um, new head cover that is sustainable that you can use uh, approximately approximately a hundred times, um, to reduce the waste of the hospital, but also to lower the carbon dioxide uh, emissions. So what I did for my research was uh, making a life cycle assessment. A life cycle assessment is a method to determine the environmental footprint of the surgical head covers, and then I compared the disposable head covers with the uh, reusable head covers. And then, um, yeah, we measured the uh, total environmental footprint with mm. as the primary, primary outcome, the carbon dioxide emissions. And we compared them and saw that the reusable head covers had a lower um, CO2 emission. And now it's implemented in the hospital. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so nice. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, for example, uh, yeah, this is just a small example. This is only a surgical head cover, but there's way more things in the hospital that are disposable. Mm. Actually, a lot of things um, that we can try make reusable and uh, in that way lower the carbon dioxide emissions. So this is very specific, right? When we're talking about sustainable healthcare system. Uh, but you guys uh, were uh, talking about uh, planetary health. Can you give me some more examples of what that entails? Yeah, d definitely. Um, so planetary health uh, mainly looks at all the different uh, types of environmental change that are happening at the moment on the, uh, on the planet. So for example, um, the changing freshwater use. Uh, so you see that in, uh, for example, South Africa, uh, they use a lot of fresh water at the moment. And a couple of years ago, they had this fresh water crisis um, mm. in uh, Cape Town, where you see that it's also impacting health because people don't have access to fresh water. Uh, and then there's uh, less opportunity for proper sanitation, hygiene. 
and that has a direct impact on health as well. Um, another big change that is happening is biodiversity loss. So they've done research looking at pollinator levels, and they saw that as pollinator levels uh, decline, so less bees, you see that micronutrients drop in different crops, um, and that people have less uh, or less nutritious diet. And mm. for us in the Western world, it has less of an impact. But in other countries where they're very dependent on certain types of crops, it's going to have a major impact on the, the nutritional status of uh, different people. Um, and another example is something that I did research on myself, um, is on infectious diseases, for example, in Southeast Asia. I did research in Myanmar for six months, where I looked at the distribution of a form of typhus, Vicatia. Yeah. Um, and there we saw that uh, with land use change, um, so if you change uh, rainforest into cropland, uh, for agriculture, you see that certain types of rodents uh, populate the, the fields and you have an increased transmission of this form of typhus. Mm -hmm. So the, the way that we uh, transform our uh, land system to use for agriculture has an impact on disease transmission. And of course, corona now is also an example of this. Um, there's different drivers of infectious diseases uh, and many of those are because we are putting increased pressure on nature. Um, so by deforestation, we get into contact with more different animals. Mm -hmm. um, and in that way, we can have transmission of these zoonotic infections, so infections that transfer from animals to humans. Um, and that's what we see, for example, in West Africa as well with Ebola. Because people are hunting in the forest and cutting the forest down, they come into contact with different bats. Uh, and they have an increased risk of catching Ebola and this becoming a new epidemic as well. And the same with the coronavirus pandemic. It could have been uh, on the, the, the wildlife market in Wuhan. Um, but it could also have been that first somebody caught it in a forest in Southeast Asia when they got into contact with the bats. And these different ways that we uh, uh, deforest, that we mine different uh, uh, minerals and metals, makes us come to, into contact with animals and, and uh, provides a pandemic risk. Um, and in this way, we need to change our consumption patterns, but also think of how can we do this in a sustainable manner, but also in a manner that looks at the health uh, of it. Because if we uh, change something, we could also make it into a negative health impact. Because mm. if we change the way that we uh, have our agricultural system, um, it could mean that we have an increased risk of zoonotic transmission if we don't think about this properly. So that, that's the, the basic of planetary health is interdisciplinarity, that we uh, focus on finding solutions that are both good for the planet and sustainability, but also for health, so that we do not focus only on one of the problems, but we look at all these different problems at the same time. How does this, this concept of planetary health um, contributes to a better world? I mean, it's uh, the Better World at Food project, right? So there's many uh, adverse health events that are linked to um, the changing environments in the world. And um, by knowing what these are, uh, by uh, spreading the knowledge about this and by acting upon it, we can um, create a better world. world. <laughs> Uh, so finally, when are you guys satisfied regarding this project? When can you go to bed at night think, yes, we've done it? Yeah, for me, I think it would be that uh, a medical students, um, um, when they go to university, when they uh, follow lectures, when they... Uh, when they do assignments um, or have uh, conversations between students that uh, a regular topic that comes up is uh, what are the um, health problems related to environmental change and uh, what can we as doctors specifically um, do to contribute to uh, change this um, and that they, they have the right uh, knowledge to share with people. 
so if people are inspired by you, where can they find you? Um, you can find us on uh, social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, and uh, we have a website. Um, and you can also always send us an email. We're happy uh, to hear from you if you're interested in this topic. Um, I think you will add them to the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you guys so much and um, best of luck with your project. That was it for today. I hope you've enjoyed listening. A Better World at VU podcast is hosted by me, Marieke Teunissen. Editing was by Stefan Kollaert of the Podcastfabriek. And of course, a special thanks to our guests of today. Don't forget to check out the link in the show notes for more information about A Better World at VU. Thank you for listening.